Psychomedy is brought to you by ThreadUp, Manchester-based therapy that supports creativity. I'm Rafaela Nunes, the founder of ThreadUp and the counsellor supporting the creative community. Comedians and creatives in general can experience anxiety, depression, low moods, and this in turn can affect their creativity. One-to-one counselling can facilitate a safe space for creatives to explore any difficulties, to gain self-awareness, to develop strategies that work, and ultimately to create choices that are aligned with the natural creative flow. If you're in need of support, then please get in touch. Visit threadup.co.uk to book your counselling sessions at reduced rates when you quote Psychomedy. Psychomedy. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology from Bristol University. A first. A degree I've almost entirely forgotten, but it adds a <laughs> tiny bit of credibility to me discussing the psychology of stand-up comedy with today's very special guest, the phenomenal Trevor Locke. Trevor, how are you? I'm, I'm well. I'm, I'm going down with something, but I'm, you know, in general, I'm, I'm very grateful for life. So, as normal in Psychomedy, I will not be looking at Trevor for the duration of the chat. Trevor is lying down on his sofa in his beautiful house here in um, South London. I was going to be more specific than that, but let's leave it at that. <laughs> well, comedy. I last saw you doing comedy at the Camden Comedy Club on Friday. It was very eventful and uh, pretty brilliant, I would say. You you have a particular style of comedy now, which has grown over the years. How would you explain that style of your gigs and shows now that you're doing around the world? Well, you say that. If you'd seen the gig, that I, well, you saw the gig I did on Friday. Mm. If you'd seen the gig I did on Monday, it was the polar opposite. Mm. Uh, you know, so my style is I don't know what's going to happen. There's no preparation. There is no... Uh, there's no usually there's no expectation to do prepared stuff although I do do um, uh, routines as well but um, there's yeah. an expectation from the audience though I guess isn't it it's a surprise to well the I guess if I they guess, don't know you yes I, I, so in a, in a conventional comedy night of course the audience is expecting me to tell jokes mm. and uh, and then I don't and I and I'm and I'm just talking to them and in a comedy club environment yeah the, I hit them I guess with a lot of energy. A lot of enthusiasm, and um, and I'm curious as to what who is in the audience, and mm. and, and then we make it together like that. Mm. Um, my own shows, which I'm doing more of, I don't do comedy nights very much anymore. My own shows, uh, they have a sort of structure. They're much more low energy in a way, um, and then they're, they're more. Um, they're, they're, they're more theatrical. There's more. The, the pace is a little bit slower. So yeah. it's, it's if if I've just been listening to the cricket. So uh, what I do in a to- comedy club is like twenty twenty one day cricket, big hits and a uh, lot of excitement. And then I, 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 I. But my main stuff is sort of test match 
Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you drop the ball. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah. you mentioned talking to people. I, I saw you on Friday talking to people before the show. Is that something that was a coincidence or you try and make a point of if you can, getting to know some of the characters in the in the show with the nature of what's to come? Nope. No, nope. I just talk to people, I think. Yeah, I didn't think... I didn't wasn't aware of the time, so I talked to the American couple. Yeah. Um, um, because I thought it was weird that they were in the room so early, mm. but it wasn't. They were in the room exactly on time, and uh, so you don't feel more or less comfortable that you've got to know people before you step onto the stage. No, I, no. I mean, if if I feel slightly uncomfortable if I know people in the audience. I mean, if know I know, no, if I know, yeah, like if they're my, if, if yeah, if I've got friends in the audience or okay. if there are comics in the audience that I know, right. I feel slightly uncomfortable. But talking to that American couple, I'd completely forgotten about that I'd spoken to them. By the time I went on stage, I, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that I'd mm. spoken to them. So why do you feel slightly uncomfortable with comics in the audience? Um, because I ha think I have this reputation that I don't say anything I've said before and I'm worried that I'm going to have, that the gig isn't going to go well and I'm going to have to do jokes. Um... <laughs> So you have all those in your back pocket just in case. Yeah, I mean, but well, I don't have all that. I mean, I, you know, the the quality of my back pocket is <laughs> is is you know that's part of the reason. Yeah, um, it's not like at any moment I can whip out a, a killer routine. If I could, then I don't think I'd bother with the high risk game of improvisation. Um, so, uh, so you think it's high risk? Um, yes, it is high risk. I mean, it's less high risk with me because I'm good at it mm. and I've practiced it. And I'm so I, I'm, I'm, you know, my hit rate is is, is quite good, mm. but it is a, a, a risky thing. Yeah, yeah. Because on uh, Friday you, you didn't say anything that you'd pre-prepared before. You did about twenty-five minutes, and there was not one word that. No, I so I can usually manage to do it in in, in a twenty twenty-minute set. I can usually manage it. Mm. Headlining. Uh, 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 you know, when I'm supposed to be doing 30 to 40 minutes, um, uh, you know, the audience has been laughing for an hour and a half before. If the room isn't a shape that I like for whatever reason, and I'm, I'm, I'm too sensitive to the shape of a room, you know, there it is a high stake. You know, in those situations where I'm having to do a little bit more than 20 minutes at the end of the night in a room that I'm not comfortable with, where where the audience is already exhausted from laughing, mm. you know, there it's harder work. Mm. And um, how are you feeling in those situations when it's not optimal for you before you go on, in terms of? I'm just. The I'm, of there's nothing I can do but shit myself. Really, that's all I can do. There's no, you know. So I, nervous. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I had to do a gig in Yangon. Uh, I didn't like it at all. I, I was in. A, it was. It was um, I was headlining a comedy night in Yangon in a in the basement of a big old colonial hotel. It was it was packed, but you know these it was their first comedy night, so there were lots of teething troubles. Um, it wasn't necessarily the way, the, the ideal room for me, and uh, they the audience were really rowdy. They were they weren't really a comedy night audience. They were like uh, NGO. English English uh, language teachers. We're the only people who speak English in Yangon. This is the only thing to do in Yangon. We're all going to go, kind of audience. Uh, they were noisy in, during the first act, 
And I just thought, I don't think I can do this. You know, what well, I've got nothing here. Right. Um, so how are you feeling at those moments when you think, I don't think I can do this? Is, are there, is there any point where you think, I really don't want to do this? I can't do this. Yeah, I honestly thought I couldn't do it then. I just mm. thought, okay, well, okay. Well, I thought, well, I'm going to, you know, this is, this is going to be sad for everybody. I'm going to die. <laughs> um, I feel bad for Aiden, who's, who's organised the tour. Mm. I feel bad for Sammy. This is her first night in this club they've put in a lot of effort you know they've got three meter high pictures of my faces in the streets advertising to the show um you know okay this is sad for them but maybe it's also a good thing for them maybe it's a wake-up call that they shouldn't be booking you me for this kind of <laughs> thing you mm. know um this is you know i try to look for the, look for the positives Oh. And you know maybe I should really, really stop doing stand-up comedy. Maybe this is you know I have really this is where I need to draw a line under it. And this is all going through your mind. Are yeah, you just about to go on. Yeah. And how did it go? It was good, absolutely good. You know, it was it was it went as well as um, Friday. Mm. And know, was it good from second one? In that first second, all those feelings fall away. Do they? Or um, in that room. Uh, yeah, 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 because I realised, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> it's, it's only when I'm doing it, I realise I know what I'm doing, mm. um, it's because I was watching Sam C doing jokes, I can't do jokes as good as him, mm. you know, uh, I can't tell stories like Aidan Killian can, you know, I'm comparing myself to what I'm seeing, mm. and I'm, uh, you know, and I, and I can't do that, I can't mm. do that, and of course, I don't do that, oh. and but I can't imagine. I can't remember what I do because what I do is kind of different every time, really. Yeah. Um, so it, it wasn't until I walked out there and just started doing what I do, oh. and it worked. And of course, it worked. Uh, and then, and so then it was a tricky. It was still a tricky night. There was a mad, drunken American heckler who got upset with me because I said the name of the hotel slightly wrong repeatedly. <laughs> and uh, th th even though I have countless memories of it going well, oh. um, I can still be absolutely convinced that I cannot do this. Oh. Uh, and, um, and, uh, and that's interesting. So you've got countless memories over the last 10 years of it going well. And I've never seen you do anything but really take the roof off. So I'm sure it has gone slightly less well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. I don't know. You, you, I think you probably have only seen me do do relatively well. But mm. there are there will be other comedians who will be amazed <laughs> to to hear that I'm still working. <laughs> um, or that I have the temerity to even describe myself as a comedian. Um, they'll be absolutely, you know, this will be blowing people's minds that I've done a tour. What? You know, really? people are book you, him. Are you being self-deprecating there in terms of what's your? Oh, I, 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 I think I don't think anyone's work? died more than I have, <laughs> and and gets paid for doing comedy. Okay, I don't think anyone's died more horrifically and, you know, weekend ruiningly, not just for myself but for everybody involved in the evening. Um, wow. You know, I have literally destroyed comedy nights um and um so you know um i try really hard not to 
Mm. And I do think, you know, in in the recent past, uh, I've developed strategies for making the worst gig not as bad. So the, are these the gigs that scar you in those moments before the shows? Are you thinking about those moments? Yeah, I'm just thinking about afterwards, really. I'm just thinking about, uh, you know... Um, the people that have paid money and time to come and see it, mm. um, the people whose business it is, mm. uh, Umar out there, you know, it's his business, he's booked me because he's a nice guy and, and, and just has heard, you know, I've managed to cobble together a reputation where I can get booked blind. So, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking, God, I'm thinking of the social embarrassment of that, you know, half an hour after the gig where you sort of have to sort of hang around mm. and, and and see what you've done you know <laughs> um do you hang around on those well you have occasions? to don't because you? you were still what you're still stupid enough to want to get paid <laughs> um you also think well i can't just shit all over somebody's comedy night somebody's business somebody's many people's nights out and just run away <laughs> you know I, I do have to kind of hold my head up and take some kind of responsibility for what I've just done. Mm. Um, but, like I say, I, I, I care about that. Yeah. And I do think um, my, my, my worst gigs now are almost acceptable. You know, mm. I, I think I can... Uh, I, I'm, I'm all right. Um, well, maybe come back to this, because, of course, it's fascinating and... Uh, I probably want to ask you how you feel later on in the evening on those occasions, but, but let me let me go to a night where you did do brilliantly, and of course, there's many occasions where you will do brilliantly. You probably don't remember those as much as the times it goes terribly. But Friday, so Friday's gig, um, I think uh, had two main elements. I would say in the audience, a couple on their first date, and a nun. Uh, we'd found out she was a nun from the MC, uh, but I think he generously left it to you. <laughs> to explore this. Um, we talked about the first couple of seconds. Something happened in the first second there, actually, that I think was nice. Somebody commented on a noise that you made and instantly said, oh, you're great. <laughs> Those moments are great, aren't they? Well, in the first second, something happens in the audience where it's just like, oh, he loves me, so they love me kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a nice moment. So yeah, in terms of the... It, in terms of these two elements, the first date and the nun, maybe we can queue up a clip here just to give you a, a taste of the atmosphere in the room. I hope, do you know what I hope? I hope it was a monk. I hope it was a, a what? It was a priest! Whoa! They're on a first date! Get in! None in the corner that you lot weren't fucking interested in. Oh, there's a nun. Move on. Let's have a joke. <laughs> um, are you loving it at those moments? Are you? You seem to be laughing quite a lot. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, that's why. This is why I do this kind of comedy. Yeah, mm. because I enjoy it, and I just think if I enjoy it, um, then there's a chance that other people will enjoy it. So you know, if I am genuinely having fun, mm. then and I can't enjoy my jokes. Uh, after you know the first two or three times when you're developing a joke 
and, and, and you're getting it right, of course, it's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's, it's thrilling to, to think of a thing, develop it, get it right, get it right. But then once it's there, then for me, there is rapidly diminishing returns on the enjoyment of saying something that I've already said. Mm. So um, that you know it's fun isn't it i mean mm. it's fun it in any situation in any situation when is it not fun to meet a nun to be in the <laughs> same room as a nun it's extraordinary it's you know and i travel the world quite a lot and and i am often in a train carriage with a nun um <laughs> never alone of course um but um i do bump into nuns but never i've never been able to talk to one Mm. And um, so, yeah, it was fun to talk to a nun and it was, yeah, I, I mean, I, had, I found it f a fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was such fun. It was such fun. My goodness. Um, so, I mean, the, the crowd were just so with you. So, I mean, you just create such an amazing atmosphere in there. But also what's interesting with you is you let it breathe. I don't know whether it's deliberate or there are moments where half a minute, a minute can go by and people are on the edge of their seats waiting, I think, for the next thing to happen. Are you totally confident in those moments where a minute goes by and relax that you'll, that you'll find something? Yeah. 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 Because, and, and because that is, I think that's, that's one of the reasons, one of the ways I'm different to, to a lot of comics and, and, and that's one of the things that I, you know that's how it works for me mm. there has to be those moments so for, so those moments are key actually yeah so, so i'm not jinxio who who's who, who, or, or loads of comics who who are, who are banging out a laugh consistently mm. every 15 seconds for 20 minutes mm. um um for for me it it, it it's it's uh it's a it's a different thing. The the the, the laughs uh, are of a bigger um, you know on a bigger sort of scale, if you like. Uh, there has to be nothing happening for a while because I am aware of the tension that that is building up. Yeah. Now, obviously, I can only do that if I've all, if they're if they're with me and they've 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 they're relaxed enough. Okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Mm. So yes, you want to get the laughs in quick, and they're with you. But then that's funny that, 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 that I'm not doing anything or nothing funny is happening for a bit. Mm. And then something will always come up. Something always comes up. Yeah. And it's so much more explosive then. Yeah. And it's really exciting. I think when I watch a comic and who, who's a bit like me, um, Nathan Cassidy, Phil Kay and, um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, uh, uh, Russell Hicks. Sure. So uh, you know, do, they both do it very, very differently. But they can go for a while. Probably not as long as I do. <laughs> mm. But they can go for a while without getting a laugh. And me as an audience member, I just find it fascinating, uh, especially when it's Phil and you think he's dying, <laughs> and then he can bring it round. It's yeah. it's part of the it's part of the enjoyment. That's what I'm saying. So it's not just about laugh, laugh, laugh every fifteen seconds. Hmm. It's it's the, the there's a journey. There is, can he do this? Where's this going? Hmm. You know, I think and when and when there is the payoff, hmm. I think that's even more rewarding. 
Yeah. For you and the audience. Right. Mm. Well, as you say, it's far more, far more exciting, far more visceral. And as you say, it's also far more high risk at times, particularly when you're handing over a certain amount of responsibility to the audience. If you're going to ask them a question, you are putting responsibility in their hands. And there was something that happened on this uh, night when you asked the nun to tell a story of an incident that's happened in the convent. Now, we won't tell this story because uh, she maybe doesn't want it to be repeated, although we were imploring her to write a, a memoir because it was such an amazing story. Mm. Well, if it's too sad, uh, I, I, stop, stop. This is a comedy night. You can destroy everybody's evening. I, I thought she was about to tell a really just awful story in a couple of lines, which, as you say, would potentially ruin everyone's night. Yeah. Uh, it never does. It never mm. does. Honestly, it never does. Okay. Um, uh, what, what's the most interesting thing in the world? People. Yeah. Um, um, so it's always brilliant to, to find out about somebody else. And, mm. um, and, you know, we're comedians and whatever that other person says, however they say it, we mm. can make it funny. Yeah. Um, so it never goes badly. Uh, if it's really boring, we we, we make it f funny. Yeah. If it's really funny, there's nothing we need to do. Yeah. Um, the, the you know it, 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 it's it's only good. Too, too often for me, comedy nights, these the people may as well just stay at home and watch a watch a recording of it on YouTube next week. Yeah. Um, so let's let's try and find out a little bit about each other and um is there something within you as well that wants to make those connections rather than it just being about the comedy it's about you wanting to meet those people or is it just you move on and you forget about those moments uh yeah i, I just forget about them <laughs> right. you know my job is to make people laugh yeah that's my job um that's what i try to do to the best of my ability and it happens to be that um talking with people well it was such a fantastic show and afterwards you, you came you came off stage and the atmosphere in the room was just electric it was incredible and then i looked at you and we were, we were talking to you a little bit and one of the first things you said you, you kind of looked happy but you you didn't look as happy as i would have expected someone to look having just done that really and one of the first things you said to, to me or us you said oh but anyone can do that any comic can do what I've just done. Do you remember saying that? Well, yeah, yeah, yes. What I meant was, um, you know, I I do. There aren't many. There's me. There's Phil K, Ross oh. Noble, and uh, and uh, Russell Hicks that yeah. sort of improvise, yeah, in oh. all different ways, you know. Um, and and that's so so all but almost nobody improvises really. You know, their whole sets oh. and and. And I think that's why. Uh, but I think it's just a choice. I think uh, if people, if more comics improvised, like, for example, Phil Kay, Russell Hicks and Ross Noble could all have done that. Yeah, but you're saying any comic could have done that. You mean with enough practice they could have done that? Yeah. I mean, but we, we've all, every comic, you, how good were you when you first started out? You weren't very good. None of us were good when we start out. Hmm. And it's just that most comedians practice writing jokes and, and telling jokes, telling yeah. routines. 
that's what they practice. Mm. So obviously when they try to, when, when someone says, right, you just got to riff it for 20 minutes, it sounds stupid and, 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 and difficult. Mm. But that's because they haven't been practicing it for, mm. for all of their careers. But that that's the difference. I made a choice five years ago that this was what I was going to do yeah. as a comedian. And um, I understand it's a high risk strategy mm. and that, that's an also another good reason not to do it. You know, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not a household name. <laughs> I'm not going to be on any TV shows. Um, so there are good reasons not to do what I do. Mm. Um, but, at, but at that moment, if I can come back to that moment, were you really happy with how it goes? Yeah, I had a lovely, it was abs- that's why I do comedy. Right. So when it goes brilliantly, though, there's almost a sense of jokes seem irrelevant. And a couple of the acts were saying it after you'd been on. They were saying, thank goodness there's an interval now because they can, the audience will hopefully forget that comedy can be done without jokes because I'm going to step up with jokes and I almost seem like a fraud for doing jokes. Do you get that a lot? Have you heard that yeah. before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of course. And I've, and I've experienced it myself. Mm. So, like I say, it's very easy to do it for twenty minutes. Yeah, but then try and do it. Try and do it for thirty minutes or forty minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, so when I first started to do this, very easy to do it for twenty minutes. Obviously, that's an exaggeration. It's not very easy, mm. but it's possible, reasonable to to be able to do it for twenty minutes. But then to try and to do it for a bit longer, you can't. And yeah. so, what are you going to do? You're going to do your your jokes, yeah. <laughs> and they sound awful in comparison and the audience feels utterly betrayed and you feel like a fraud so i understand that yeah um and so that was why uh in 2014 at the edinburgh festival i abandoned my show because i would do a sort of improvised introduction and then when i went into the show well i never had enough time to finish the show one and two it was never it just felt awful after Oh. What had gone before, especially oh. if, 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 if it had gone very well. You say, coming from that, what we were talking about in terms of anyone can do what I do with a certain amount of time. But isn't there any part of you that thinks what you do is underrated and what people like Russell Hicks do is underrated yeah. by, by the industry and indeed the audience? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've read things that comedians have said about it, um, you know, that it is actually easier than writing jokes. Mm. Um, uh, that it is um, um, it's different it's not easier it's mm. different and um, well, just start, just all on the that, skills mm. are there go on no just on that point we actually I had a quick chat with the nun after the gig and I just asked her a general question which was what did you think of Trevor let's have a listen to her response because it's quite interesting on this point and just what, what did you think of Trevor? What did you think of Trevor? Which one's Trevor? <laughs> the one before the interval. One before the interval. Uh, he, he was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, it, it worked well tonight, but yeah, yeah. it was a slightly odd audience as well. So yeah, yeah. You probably you can't you can't guarantee that every gig. But no, he he was really good. And I think that's fascinating. Her yeah. first comment was, well, it worked well tonight, yeah. well, that's but right. tomorrow yeah. it might not work. Yeah. And is that the sense you get from everyone and Absolute, promoters? And... Abs- oh, absolutely. And that's, yeah. why, that's why it's harder to find people like Russell Hicks on television. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what happens. And it's, and it's true. Um, so, 
you know that that's so there is truth there mm. now you've seen me a lot of times and, and uh, you know she lives in her world she's seen the comedians that she's seen for her that was an exceptional uh, uh, one-off yeah okay well that's her opinion but you know that's yeah um, uh. it, you know it, 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 it's it's the perception we have we live uh, in a world where comedians do jokes and when you see a comedian that isn't doing doing jokes you have to think well there's some exceptional reason for this there's a it's a weird audience um, uh. there's a weird thing that is how I do comedy every time I do comedy yeah okay now there's not always a nun there um, but you know there's always somebody in the audience otherwise I don't go on stage mm. and uh, I was talking to another comedian about you at the weekend and they used the term fairness she's doing a show about fairness and she said we're talking about you actually and she was saying it's not fair that other, other people are on TV a lot and you're, you specifically are not do you, do you do you consider it fairness in the industry in terms of how it works out for you? I mean, you had an amazing Edinburgh last year, Five Stars and The Scotsman and these kind of things. Does that lead to any heat? Does that lead to any possibilities or does it not with the nature of what you're doing now lead to? I don't know. Kind of I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think about fairness. I, I, I don't think that uh, life is fair. I don't expect any fairness. I'm so grateful and happy with my life. Mm. Um, and uh, it, why should I be on television? I don't like television, I don't watch television. Mm. So why on earth should anyone want to w put me on it? Or mm. I don't uh, seek it. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I think, um, uh, you know, I, I have a, such a wonderful life. Yeah. And, um, well, that's great to hear, you know, because I, I see you quite often, well, not, not that often, but, you know, a few times a year, which is, <laughs> I guess, seems often for a comedian. And you seem happy, but then, uh, then, as I say, there's sometimes these moments that I think, are you happy? So it's good to hear that you are happy. I mean, no, I, guess I, yeah. I think I've known you, I just want to say I've kind of known you for over 10 years, I guess, but I feel like I don't know you. Um, yeah, do you well, get that a lot with people in terms yeah. of somebody said to me the other day that I'm a bit of a closed book uh, do people know you do people know the real you do your close no. friends know the real you no because I'm I'm quite I'm very private mm. um, I, it, it's very hard to explain you know <laughs> my attitude uh, 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 to life you know I get that question about why aren't you on television every week and uh you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always unsatisfied with the answer that I give people, or, and, and, and people seem to be always unsatisfied with the answer. Um, I, uh, uh, so, um, you know, uh, and of, oftentimes I'm not happy. Uh, and oftentimes the reason I'm not happy appears to be um, my, uh, my, my comedy career. Um, but taken from a global position, you know, how, w w isn't it fantastic that I can, uh, you know, I don't have a full diary, okay, don't have a full diary, but, you know, I'm, um, 
am I working very hard to, to do that? Am I on the phone, on the emails, trying to fill the diary? No. Oh. I've, just, I've just been up the Andes um, for six weeks. Um, is that, does that show, is that the commitment and desire that deserves to be on TV? You know, um, I put a, a message on Facebook, I'm free on Friday night, you offered me a spot. Oh. It's a beautiful, well-run gig. The room was full. It was a lovely experience. And now you're doing a podcast. You've chosen to talk to me. I mean, this is what, you know. Oh. Um, I, th- I, th- I think it would be... Uh, I'm spoiled, you know. <laughs> you talked about comedy there a lot in terms of giving you happiness and comedy and the business allowing you to travel the world. Is it comedy that gives you your happiness or is no, it... No, not at all, no, no. I mean, is I don't it the travelling, is it... Yeah, I don't think about comedy when mm. I'm not doing it. I don't think about comedy very much. Um, and uh, uh, I, 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 it, it takes up a very small part of my life, really. Um, I'm uh, uh, much more interested in other things. And uh, I, I was slightly well-known um, a few years ago and I didn't like it. Right. I don't like. I find people can make a, 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 a get an, a, an image of you. They cr- they create their idea of you, and um, and necessarily it is a long way away from who you really are. But it can still, in some way, affect you. It can be uncomfortable for you. So um, I am. Um, so you didn't like fame. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and um, Were you nervous of people who knew you in the streets and or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, yeah. You know, my I I love the the freedom I have, and I see my you know I've got I've, I know people who are more successful than me in in a sort of career sense, and um, I wouldn't like to have their schedule let alone, you know, their fame. Mm. Um, so it, no part it, of you misses those days? You know, you were on Radio 2 and Radio no, 6. No, not at all. Because those TV. days were a couple of hours um, once a week. Mm. So they weren't days. That they, that they were nothing. You know, there was no days. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the, you know, I did a TV show that won awards. It won it was BAFTA nominated British Comedy Award winning oh. and uh, was that the star stories yeah and I yeah. had to get up at four o'clock in the morning sometimes I hate getting up at four o'clock in the morning yeah I was in this show I was the worst actor in the cast I just hated it um I'm, I'm I don't know what I'm doing I don't I don't I can't act <laughs> I'm, I'm good on stage but on TV, on a TV studio, mm. I don't know where to look. There's people mm. standing there. There's some actors here. There's a camera there. Who am I acting to? I don't know. So, at the time, uh, you know, it was I could I felt relief for my family <laughs> that finally, it, you know, because for a lot of your family and friends, if you're a comedian, well, that means you should be on the TV. And if you're not on the TV, in what sense are you a comedian? So doing that show was like, well, okay, oh yeah, so he's not lying to us. <laughs> he is a comedian then. <laughs> so that was the benefit of doing that show. Uh, it made me look like I hadn't been lying for years. Mm. Um, 
but the actual experience, getting up very early, being surrounded by uh, people, every one of whom was good at their job to a magnitude that I was, I just felt uncomfortable being around people who were better than me. So I feel like you've found something that you think you are, this is the best thing that you do, what you're doing at the moment. After all those years of doing lots of different things, this is what you're comfortable with. Yeah, I feel really comfortable doing the kind of comedy I do. Mm. Um, I, I, I enjoy it. It's always interesting. It's always different. It's endlessly challenging. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it's uh, never good enough. It's it's got, it's it's the perfect addiction. <laughs> um, you know, well, that's so um, good and so good to hear that it's making you happy. You know, because um, you say you say there are people that can do what you do, and there are a few great improvisers out there. But I I believe um, no one can do what you do because you truly create something magical. Other improvisers can improvise, and uh, but you create something in the room. You, you you bring together those disparate elements of the audience together, and it, it creates truly a, a one-off phenomenal experience as it did on Friday. And uh, long may you continue to do this. Um, and I'm sure more and more people, whether you like it or not, will find out about the wonderful work that you're doing. <laughs> so thank you, Trevor. Thank you very much. Well, I'm very touched, Nathan. Thank you very much. So that is our show for today. But join us again next week for more Psychomedy on Apple Podcasts, Spotify UK, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you liked it, please give us a five-star review. It helps other people to find us, and only psychopaths leave one-star reviews. <laughs> Psychomedy was written and presented by me, Nathan Cassidy, BSc in Psychology, and produced and edited by Mike Hansen, BA English, for Pod People <laughs> Productions. Theme music by Mike as well. Follow us on social media at Pod People UK, at Psychomedy Pod at Nathan Cassidy and the Trevor Lock. Thank you so much again, Trevor. That was great. My pleasure. Thank I'll you. see you next week. Lots of love. Ball.